What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everybody. My guest today is Chalmer Williams. He is the founder, producer, and host of Fatherhood Friday's podcast. It's a podcast that focuses on informing and equipping dads and fathers to be the best parent they can be through stories and messages and guest speakers. He's also the author of Fighting for a Laugh. It's a book about his life that explores some of the social and emotional complexities of his teenage years being expelled from high school and facing community issues that negatively impact so many uh, men and women of color today. He's also a husband and a father of two kids. Please welcome Chalmer Williams to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining me on the show. I appreciate it. No, um, no, no problem. For my listeners who may not know who you are, can you give me a little bit more background about yourself, a little more history about yourself, and then also about your kids? How many kids you got? Well, uh, a little bit of background on myself um, that um, that you might not have said already. Um, you know, first and foremost, man of God, person that lives his life through the faith of Jesus and Jesus Christ, um, which is my Savior. And and through those and through living my life through Christ, um, flourishes many things such as, you know, like you said, author, entrepreneur, uh, podcaster. And the list just goes on and on. Um, I'm married, uh, been married for nine years uh, to lovely wife, Tanya, and have two kids, Cedric and Tamara, which are seven and five. Seven and five. So you're um, you're still kind of kind of got the younger kids. My two boys are older. I know you and I have talked before, but uh, my two boys are older. Uh, 22 and 19. So I got a little bit of more, uh, <laughs> a little bit more years on you as far as uh, the kids go. So Chalmer, what, um, you know, you wrote this book about your life. What really inspired you to write this book? Um, what inspired me to write this book is two things. Being around a good friend of mine that just so happened to be a pastor and him writing at least four or five books at the time and kind of you know, persuading me and saying, hey, I know you got at least one book in you. And so, you know, kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And then when I relocated to Texas, I ended up connecting with some some more friends that they were authors, too. So it's just like, wow, I'm surrounded by people that have books out. And after being showed the process, I realized it's not that hard. And so that's what kind of gave me uh, the inspiration to want to write a book. And, you know, it was also kind of a healing process for me because that was a traumatic time in my life. Now, did you, I, I know you kind of uh, had a, I guess, a rough upbringing, but you, you got kind of kicked out of high school and all kind of stuff. Were you hanging out with the wrong crowds? I mean, did you find that or was it more about the home influence wasn't great? What was it about it? Well, I believe it was a combination of things, right? So there was a lot of things happening to me between the ages of 16 and 17. In one year, my father passed away from diabetes. Three to four weeks prior to him passing away, 
in my community, I was, me, a friend, and a cousin were robbed at gunpoint for our shoes, jewelry, and wallet uh, by some gang members. And there was just things going on within my family household. You know, my father was struggling with his health. I was trying to further myself and, and trying to get into college. And so, you know, between these traumatic situations and what's going on in my community, I was, even though I wasn't a, a bad kid because I didn't have a record in high, in high school, I wasn't, you know, a person that was necessarily hanging around the wrong crowd. I wasn't selling drugs. I didn't have failing grades. It's just, I got into a fight and the principal tried to break it up. And in her efforts of trying to break two young men up, I end up hitting her, not intentionally, but just, just thinking I'm getting jumped from behind and end up hitting her. And that's what sent me from just uh, a normal kid getting kicked out of class for making people laugh to now I'm expelled from high school. That's got to be tough. I know that, you know, there's a lot of things happen that, that may not seem fair, but in a society where, you know, putting your hands on somebody else is not, it's not, frowned, you know, it's frowned upon. I, I would think that, I mean, was there any type of uh, way for you to kind of work it out with that school to let them know, hey, you know, I don't know, through counseling or? I mean, and see, I, if, if, if I go into it, then I will be giving the book away. But I will say this is that considering all the intangible things that I was going through, um, you know, my father's dead the summer of my sophomore year. Um, I had just been robbed at gunpoint. My, my family's hurting. The the principal or the administration knew nothing about that. Mm-hmm. What, what they looked at me was is just making me an example because oftentimes many African-American males uh, get kicked out of school quicker than their white counterparts. And so I had already went to a predominantly uh, black and Hispanic school. And so boys were getting kicked out left and right. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I think she just, I was her tipping point. Like I've had enough, you're gone. And mm-hmm. it, I I actually made the, uh, uh, the paper, because once people started doing some digging, I didn't have a record. I was never suspended. I was involved in, you know, different uh, extracurricular activities. So it, it was a matter of did she really have to take it that far or was she right. justified because I wasn't at the time, you know, not being able to control my emotions. I wasn't willing to apologize. All right. So, I mean, the bottom line is people need to buy the book uh, because it will really give you kind of the full spectrum, the full story about things that went on in your life and how you got through them, right? Yeah. I mean, I I wrote this book for teenagers and young adults and and really giving a, a memoir of my lived experience in high school and, you know, kind of sending the message that, if I can overcome, you can overcome too. That's great. That's great. Good for you, Chama. I'm 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 glad you did that. I'm kind of segueing into your dad role. You got two two young kids. How would you describe your 
your parenting style? Maybe you and your wife's parenting style. Me and my wife's parenting style is kind of the yin and yang. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm probably more of the aggressive type, and she's probably more of the nurturing, you know, let's talk it through type. But I guess with us being married, we've kind of rubbed up on each other. So sometimes I'm more passive and she's became more aggressive. And I think that offers that offers balance between us both. Yeah, it usually happens that way. Most of the time that, you know, the husband, the dad and the mom can find that balance. And uh, most of the time, I say, uh, can work together in working through issues with their kids. But, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't always happen that way. What do you think has been you know, the most challenging part about it? I think the most, one of the most challenging part for me as it relates to fatherhood is really um, embracing a new normal. And, and what I mean by that is, is letting go of how I was growing up, letting go of the ways I was parented and accepting and understanding a new way of parenting that can be more influential, that can be have better effects that can, you know, really, you know, be more of a reflection of Jesus. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's for me has been the challenge of just really dying of what I'm familiar with and embracing how would Jesus want me to handle this as it relates to fatherhood? What would he want me to do? What would he want me to say? Am I justified in this? Should I let this go? Should I not let this go? Yeah, I think from the times that you and I grew up, parenting back then to parenting today is so different. And yeah, I mean, it can come all the way down to the little simplest things as, you know, like, uh, you know, technology is so different. So it that can kind of drive our parenting to a different, a different style and utilize different techniques in parenting. But you're right, uh, trying to embrace um, change and like, as you said, the new normal with our kids, it can be tough. And, you know, my, my boys, like I said, my boys are older. I don't have young ones anymore. So it's been a little bit easier for me because they're grown men now. They're, they're adults now. Can't imagine having young kids today and just the little things like technology that, and with the COVID and stuff that's going on. Oh yeah. It's a whole new world. And I've learned, especially in COVID, trial by fire, man. I mean, but (laughs) you want to know what? It's made me a better father because in this COVID, especially 2020, I was literally hands-on, like working from home, kids are home. You got to learn how to, for them to do Google Meet or Zoom Live in their classes. You know, you making lunch, you, you're the janitor, you're the disciplinary, you're the spiritual advisor. I mean, you're all these things wrapped up in one from the time they wake up till whenever school is out. And so it really taught me how to go from just being present to being actually engaged. And that's, you know, I believe that's the difference between surviving and thriving. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's certainly different. Puts a new spin on being present. That's for sure. Uh, especially when you got to, like you said, you're you're going from making breakfast or making lunch to picking up to having to help them with homework or assignments or just even getting on the computer. 
I mean, especially with little ones, it can be kind of overwhelming to them to, you know, get them adjusted and situated with just being on the computer. To be, uh, to be honest with you, it was overwhelming for me, and I'm the adult. <laughs> they, my kids caught on pretty fast. Like, it wasn't like, it didn't take them long. It was overwhelming for me because I'm from the era of pencil and paper. <laughs> right. <laughs> how we do, we do the assignment on pencil and paper, and they're like, no, we're doing the assignment on Seesaw, and we're writing on our tablets, and we're talking as a way to communicate to our teachers through uh, Zoom or Google Meet. So this whole idea of the future, it's like the future is here. COVID, because of COVID, things may not ever go back to how they once were. Right. Yeah, we were just talking, my wife and I were just talking about that yesterday. It's like just people going to work. I mean, a lot of people are so, you know, they're working, they work remote from home most of the time now if not all the time, and uh, what's the chances of them actually going back into the office now that, uh, you know, they've got things figured out working remotely? Yeah, yeah, and so, I mean, like I said, it, it was it was tough, but, I mean, it, it's made me uh, a, better, a better father, and I have a greater appreciation for teachers and really stay-at-home moms because I, now I see it. I, I see it in full color. Well, cool. Now, with a with a you know a five and seven year old, um, describe your approach with punishment consequences. How do you guys handle that? I mean, that's interesting. Um, you know, because I think a lot of times we can look at punishment and consequences as the same thing, and they're they're not. So consequences could be good or bad, right? Um, consequences don't always have to be bad consequences, but it's, it's really just the result of what your decision was. Okay. So if you decide not to eat your dinner, then the natural consequence is then I can decide if you're going to have ice cream or not, but it's your decision. So that's a natural consequence. Versus a punishment, you know, could be something as, hey, I'm I'm taking this away from you. Hey, we need to train you in the area of respect or um, the area of how to be kind versus rude or, um, you know, some, you know, I'm of the parent that still kind of believes in spanking their child. You know, I don't use a belt, but, you know, that can be more considered a punishment. But I like to use that you know, as a a last resort. If I've exhausted all other options, then you're, you know, a spanking might be the last option. But it wasn't always like that, you know. And I think that, that had a lot to do with, you know, my own upbringing, you know. Yeah, my, my upbringing was the same way. It was, uh, it's much different than it is today, for sure. But I, but you're right, you know, punishment's more of the, in, in the way that, hey, you did wrong, and this is this is the punishment for, your mistake or your action consequences is more is all about the decisions you you can make the decision to do this or not and if you do this is what happens if you don't this is also what happens so um that's good now is your wife you guys uh on equal ground as far as as far as punishment goes if if, if one of the kids uh messes up uh for the most part it's it's, it's a work in progress you know, you know sometimes <laughs> 
sometimes he's like, you know, you need to lighten up. He's just a kid or she's just a kid. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll consider it. And then other times it's just like, I got to stand my foot. So, you know, we're like, I'm not going to say we're like any other marriage, but sometimes we're on one accord and sometimes we disagree and we're trying to make our disagreements more uh, agreement. So I, I would say 75% of the time we're all on the same page. <laughs> That's great. So what do you think is the single most important thing you learned from your parents and how has it impacted you as a father? The single most important thing, and I've been thinking about this when you sent this question, the single most important thing I've learned from my parents as it relates to me is hard work, patience, and love. I mean, I know that's more than one, but that that's one of the things that I've learned from my parents that was, that I apply now, that in parenting, there's no shortcuts. There's no easy way out. Like you got to do the hard work of living what you want your kids to model, live what you want them to see. And mm -hmm. so that's that's the one thing that I believe my mom and dad did their best to model. Were they perfect at it? No. But my parents were together. You know, they, they, they weren't on drugs. They both kept steady jobs. They both believed in family, you know, um, and, and I try to incorporate those same things. That's great. No, those, those are all important, and especially with your kids being so young, Hard work and patience. I mean, patience is a huge one, especially at their age. Um, trying oh, to yeah. teach them patient. Not only trying to teach them to be patient, but also you being patient as a parent, right? Because there are a lot of challenges. Um, just, I mean, even when you were talking about it earlier, even through COVID, there's a lot of challenges and stuff we face as with our kids that are younger. Um, so having patience is huge for a parent right now. You know, here's Go the ahead. thing I would want to say to, to anybody that's listening is that you have to sometimes when you're dealing with kids, especially kids my age, you have to know the difference. Is this a punishment or is this something, a learning moment for them? I'm still learning that concept. Example, if you went to the grocery store, right, and you get all the groceries in the car and your kid is helping you put the groceries in the house, and let's say they, they drop a bag of groceries. Do you yell at them for dropping a bag of groceries? Or do you teach them the proper way on how to hold a bag of groceries? Even though they may have busted some milk, even though this cantaloupe is ruined, what do you do? And so I think it, once we as parents can learn, kids are, we're supposed to train them. And Sometimes you can you can yell and get upset with their, your kid, and they honestly just don't know. And so right. once you can, you know, even through their mistakes, say, okay, let me teach you how to the proper way to hold this bag of groceries. You hold, you hold them with two hands, not one. Put both opening sides around your palm of your hand, and you lift it with your arms. And so that could save the world a difference. No, you're right teaching moment for sure in, in helping them through it uh, will certainly help them with developing patience for you too. Oh yeah. It, Chalmers, my listeners wanted to look you up, learn a little bit more about you. 
where can they do that? And uh, also um, let them know where they can get the book as well. Well, Fighting for a Laugh is available on Amazon right now, $8.99. You can get paperback or ebook if if you want a, a digital copy. You know, this, this book is really dedicated for any dad or mom that has a teenager or a troubled teenager that's going through things in their schools or, or at home. This book is for them. If you want to find me, Chalmer Williams, uh, like I said, I have a podcast called Fatherhood Fridays where I air weekly podcast on different array of topics. Um, I'm also on social media just by typing in the name Chalmer Williams, which is C-H-A-L-M-E-R, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even LinkedIn, you can find me. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. You can see different things uh, about me as it relates to my podcast and, and, and different other things I've done with my life, such as comedy, <laughs> which might be for another episode. <laughs> and uh yeah, by the time this episode airs, uh I have I will have a Fatherhood Fridays website. So cool. um all the things that I'm talking about, uh you can find on fatherhoodfridays.com. Awesome. It's been uh you know, I'm I'm glad we've become friends, uh known each other for a little bit of time now and uh, I'm glad we've become friends. I'm glad I had an opportunity to be on the show. And uh, so I appreciate your input and your knowledge and uh, your tips. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing our uh, our friendship, brother. I'm looking forward to it too. Um, you know, uh, shout out to Matchmaker FM for <laughs> bridging right. the gap. And uh, yeah, we we will be in touch. You know, hopefully sooner than later. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page, Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.